0: Welcome to the Demand Gen Made Simple podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Amos, and in this podcast, we talk about all things, you guessed it, demand generation in a simplified way. We cover the basics of what demand generation is all the way through to how to get started and how to be successful when launching your demand generation framework. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's dive in. Measuring demand, gen is a challenging topic because so many people and companies are conditioned to see a direct one-to-one measurement. They want to measure marketing on a specific lead source or a specific channel, but as we've learned throughout the duration of this podcast, marketing cannot be measured on a one-to-one scale. It has to be measured holistically between marketing's investment as a whole and the associated revenue that marketing brings in. So if your team is currently running a demand gen strategy, the best way to measure your efforts are in four top level KPIs that I actually break down into two categories of the first bucket being marketing's impact versus the second bucket of marketing's longevity. So marketing's impact includes KPIs like sourced pipeline and total contribution to revenue. So closed one money for the business. And with these KPIs, we need to know how many qualified opportunities marketing is bringing in, whether that's weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever time period you want to analyze. The question to ask here is, Is marketing actually driving opportunities and at bats for the business? If marketing can't source quality conversations with people that are genuinely interested in your product or solution, that's a problem. Then, of course, we need to know how many of those qualified conversations actually turn into money for the business, right? Or that closed one revenue. If marketing can't get their leads to close, I would question the quality or the intent behind them. And, um, and so if this is happening, what you need to do is dive into the why behind why they're not selecting you. And you need to begin addressing that in either your messaging or whether that's revising your ICP, your ideal customer profile, or whatever insight you find behind that uh, why reasoning. Sometimes it can be something as simple as like a common misconception that just needs a little bit more education. Other times it could be that marketing is responsible for attracting enterprise leads of like say an employee size of like 10,000 or more. And then when the leads end up talking to your sales team, your product can't actually support an enterprise that large. And so they're losing because of like product fit. Now that's a big problem that marketing technically can't fix, like within the product itself. But what they can do is they can surface those insights to the product and leadership team with the recommendation that until that product can support an enterprise audience, marketing will be taking their investment and allocating their resources more towards mid-market. So these two KPIs, um, Sourced Pipeline and Total Contribution to Revenue, are essentially the end goal, what we want marketing to achieve. But are there smaller KPIs that we can track to set these larger KPIs up for success? For example, for sourced, uh, Sourced Pipeline, you need to know what sources are actually driving conversations for your sales team. So this will likely be demo requests um, if you're running a demand gen strategy. So as you begin to execute your demand gen efforts, you need to start seeing an increase in website visits, uh, in website conversions, and you need to question whether those are the right conversions by asking the questions of, are they demo requests? Does your sales team consider them valuable? Are they converting at to an opportunity at all? Are they converting any faster than any other lead sources? Is there an opportunity amount associated that is traditionally higher than some of the opportunity values that you've seen before? Are you selling more like product bundles or full suite opportunities instead of just specific one-offs? Are they closing any faster um, in terms of duration by the point they were opened all the way to close? And if yes, are they closed one or are they closed lost, right? If they're closed one, woohoo, great. If they're not, then you need to go back to that quality analysis. So that's the high level categorization for measuring marketing's impact. And that sounds all good and fluffy, like just measure pipeline, great. But how do you actually know if you're doing a good job? Are there benchmarks to consider when painting your story? So here are some of the benchmarks that I strive for. So for marketing sourced pipeline, you should aim to have a close rate of at least 30 to 40% minimum. That's a healthy conversion and then anything above that, right? Like you could be a rock star. So for the percent of revenue that marketing should be responsible for, traditionally 30% is about average Um, my goal for my clients is a minimum of 50% or more. And I've actually been able to go from 20% sourced revenue from first joining a company to sourcing 67% of their revenue in one year. So personally, I think that 50% should be the minimum. Um, But if you're just starting your demand gen efforts or if you're trying to switch from lead gen to demand gen, Telling your leadership team or uh, you know, your boss that you're going to aim for 50% is probably not going to set you up for success within the first like reporting time period. Um, and so I recommend to share at least 30% if they are asking you, um, what marketing should be responsible for, um, or you can just gut check what they're asking you, um, against that 30% as your KPI. And then, you know, as you get better, as you begin to refine your demand gen strategy and build out your team, you can start working towards turning that 30% into 50% or greater. So the second set of, um, KPI's to look at when measuring marketing is efficiency and longevity. So for efficiency, you need to be looking at the overall marketing investment to the ROI. So in other words, what you're going to hear in the industry called CAC, which means customer acquisition cost. So how much money between headcount, advertising, tech, etc., do you need to invest in order to get one paying customer? So the difference here between what CAC is versus CPA with what marketers are traditionally used to hearing cost per acquisition is that CPA measures the cost of one single action, a form submission, a sign up, et cetera, anything that you directly, that one-to-one measurement you put in to get one action out for CAC, it doesn't matter what that single action is. It's kind of like a catch all, if you will, of like the total business investment for a customer acquisition. So that's different than like a marketing specific investment into a specific channel, okay? Um, And I'm not gonna lie to you right now, um, CAC took me a hot minute to understand. Being coming from an in-house marketer, not being an executive, I didn't really have access to those type of insights and I actually have asked once and I was told no. (laughs) So it wasn't honestly until I broke out into consulting that I was able to start asking for those type of questions and spreadsheets and understandings. And I don't know why companies trust outside vendors with that type of information and not their in-house employees, but regardless. Um, It does take some learning. So, and I'll be honest with you, I'm still not like 100% well-versed in the ins and outs of how to measure CAC and a healthy ratio retention and LTV lifetime uh, value. But I will tell you that it is something that I'm working on because I do know and understand the value behind that and being able to leverage that to prove marketing's efficiency. So that's why I'm sharing that with you all today. And another point of truth is that this is actually a concept that I learned from Chris Walker. Um, If you don't know him, he is the CEO of Refine Labs. And I actually call him the goat of demand gen, (laughs) LOL. Um, He's been able to test out CAC across multiple of his clients. um, And he has a lot of information in terms of how to do it and why it's important. So I guess if you're looking for a little more like legs behind this concept, I highly recommend following him on LinkedIn. I'm a big believer in giving credit where credit is due. And so I did not initially know about measuring CAC and the impact that it has for uh, marketing and marketing's investment prior to hearing it from him. So Um, In addition to the efficiency of marketing, you also need to measure retention. So this is the balance between the lifetime value that a customer has versus the cost to acquire it. So you're going to hear LTV and you're going to hear CAC thrown out. LTV is lifetime value, CAC is customer acquisition cost. So the reason that it's important to understand and measure these is because marketing could bring in and close customers and close revenue. But if the lifetime value is only a couple months, the efficiency of marketing isn't there. You're paying a lot of money and you're getting high turnover. There's no like legs, longevity behind that. Um, so what you need to do is you need to find a healthy balance between your CAC and your LTV. So again, ask your finance team if you can have insight to this. Um, I wasn't able to get this type of insight while I was in house, but I have hope that my situation is not the norm and that you all will have better luck than me. Um, But if you can master this and grasp the understanding and the impact that this go-to-market investment has in terms of strategy um, and painting that story on behalf of marketing, you're unstoppable. So shifting gears a little bit further um, on when you should, measure demand gen. I get the question often on when we should be measuring the return on demand gen and you know after what time period. And this one honestly is tricky because truly it depends on your sales cycle. Some companies have a sales cycle of 90 days, 6 months, 9 months, 2 years. So if it takes you 2 years to close a deal, how can you measure marketing's impact any time before that? Marketing often oftentimes gets the short end of the stick because they're pressured to supply results quarterly in order to justify their existence and their uh, budget, their investment. But if your sales cycle is six months, one year, two years, what are you measuring? Potential? The potential to source? The potential to close? The potential to what? Sure, you can look at like the momentum that marketing is bringing in with their responsibility being held to sourced pipeline. But it takes time to build that momentum. And so just make sure you're taking that into consideration when you're drafting these KPIs for your team, that truly what you want to do is measure marketing's impact and efficiency and the longevity of it, right? So if you're not closing any deals for the next six to maybe two years, six months to two years, you really need to take that into consideration in terms of measuring marketing's impact. Um, and so my recommendation for those who are switching from a lead gen model to demand gen and as, um, in terms of when to measure demand gen, um, is to look at least to wait at least one year. Um, so you want to look at the investment versus the payback from the year that you did lead gen versus the year that you did demand gen. And if you're currently running a demand gen model, you should already have a little bit of better results. So I recommend a two years um, uh, time period for you because now you're testing the efficiency and longevity of marketing. You're trying to find that balance between uh, how much you put in versus the sustainability behind that. Um, So the biggest question that I get uh, is, if we have to wait one to two years, to measure marketing, how can I tell that story to my, my execs, my executives, if they're not fully on board or if they're pressuring me? And the answer to that is that you need to find the micro KPIs that lead to that momentum. So we talked about having more demo request conversions to the website. So you need to track how those micro KPIs are increasing after implementing that new strategy. Are you getting more website visits? Are you getting more demo requests? Are they the right types of demo requests? Are they hitting an opportunity stage faster? Are they closing faster, right? All the things that we talked about earlier, you wanna paint those out um, in those micro KPIs to kind of pulse check throughout this journey of a year to two years. And then towards the end, you can say, here's how we were pulsing throughout that and then now look at the overall investment comparison from like a dollar ratio, business, finance perspective. That's gonna give you that strategy in terms of painting marketing's existence. So I hope that helps. Um, those are my recommendations for measuring demand gen. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Demand Gen Made Simple podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please do not forget to subscribe. Thanks and see you next time.